Hello and welcome into another episode of the Esports Network podcast in partnership with Reuters. As always, I'm your host, Mitch Reeves, and today we're talking to Tommy Padula. He's the head of partnerships for Dark Zero Esports. Tommy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, brother. Dark Zero Esports, based in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, my home as well, is the top-ranked Rainbow Six team in North America and is entirely dedicated to the org's one team, finding massive success in R6. Tommy joins DC after working at a partnership veteran with the Madison Square Garden Company at MGM Resorts. With MSG, he worked for the New York Rangers, the New York Knicks, and the New York Liberty in the traditional sports world. And in 2018, the WNBA brought Tommy out to Vegas to help with the launch of the Las Vegas Aces, a brand new team in the league owned by MGM. Soon afterwards, Tommy was brought on by MGM Resorts to help develop partnerships at the 29 major international resorts under the MGM name. On the show, we're going to be talking about Tommy's background in sports, connecting an esports organization to opportunities in Vegas, and how he landed his job in Dark Zero. So Tommy, first up, Take us through the pathway that took you to Madison Square Garden, to MGM, and now to Dark Zero. Um, well, first of all, Mitch, thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, um, a heck of an intro. So um, thank you for that. Um, I appreciate you. But no, uh, I'll give you a little bit of my background. I'm, I'm from upstate New York, um, uh, from Syracuse originally, and went to, went to a university at uh, Ithaca College, um, where I played football and focused on on sports and studied business, um, and quickly, uh, quickly was looking for internships um, in my last few in my last few semesters, um, and that's when I had gotten gotten in touch with an alumni um, who ended up being a big mentor of mine, Mark French, um, who gave me an opportunity to um, go down to New York City, which I had never been down in New York City before, and learn about um, learn learn about the his portfolio companies, the, the the projects he was working on, and really work alongside him. That was a game changer for me. Um, that's when I really got to learn what it takes from someone who was in, 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 in a position where they were working in sports and entertainment, but also they were, they were an entrepreneur. So, you know, the, the late nights, early mornings, um, really knew, got to understand what it took. Uh, so got my exposure, uh, worked for uh, a couple of his portfolio companies like mission athlete care. Um, and then went back to school and, and knew that, you know, my time was going to be up soon and I, I was going to need to be looking for a role. Um, and, uh, sat back, did some deep thinking, um, and, and knew that I wanted to stay in sports and entertainment, uh, having played sports my entire life, um, and having an affinity for entertainment, Madison square garden was, you know, kind of at the heart of it all. It was the Mecca. Um, it would have been a dream to like work for Madison square garden and the, and the prestigious brands that are housed there, um, <clears throat> such as the Knicks, of course, they, like you mentioned. So I reached out to another alumni, my buddy, Andrew Steedman, um, <clears throat> very good friend of mine who now actually does partnerships over with the Red Bulls, um, uh, reached out to him, grabbed lunch. He was in the inside sales room at Madison Square Garden, um, sat down, hit it off. Um, we never actually ran into each other at Ithaca, but I just saw his name in the alumni directory. So reached out as an alumni. So definitely like take note of that, you know, for, for anybody listening that <clears throat> is in a position, they're in a networking spot. You know, alumni is a great spot to start. Everyone's passionate about where they went to school. And there's so many talking points, you know, spots where you hung out, dorm rooms, Etc. So great, great bridge there, um, and that gave me my first opportunity at the Garden. He was he was really close with the manager who was hiring at the time. Put a really good word in, um, and you know I didn't pressure him too hard, but he knew he knew that I was really interested in an opportunity, and um, and I stayed persistent, um, and he gave me a shot. So uh, that's when I got started at Madison Square Garden, um, where I learned so much. That's where I was a sponge, and 
um, started to understand the business side of things and just business acumen and how to conduct yourself in a in a, in a conference room and and you know really understanding a P&L and the bottom line and how to bring value and of course sales um, just the sales aspect how to how to uh, conduct yourself in a way and, and um, where you can uh, bring value to brands customers um, from all ends so uh, that's where I got my start um, and after doing some really cool things. Uh, with the WNBA and the NBA, um, the New York Liberty, uh, and building some partnerships with the New York City Department of Education there, um, <clears throat> I got kind of my name on the map um, and was uh, was brought in and told that the Las Vegas Aces were going to be uh, brought to Los, uh, sorry, the San Antonio Stars were going to be brought to Las Vegas to become the Aces um, and jumped at the opportunity to come out to Vegas, work for MGM, um, and, and bring that, bring that uh, team to life. Um, so after a quick few months bringing that team to life in the inaugural season, um, I was uh, transitioned over to MGM um, where I managed corporate partnerships, um, <clears throat> which is, you know, that's where I was, you know, really tasked with, I guess I would say challenged um, to understand, you know, really work on my business acumen and understand how other businesses operate, you know, the ecosystem um, not just, you know, working within a silo of just sports, but understanding all these different national brands, um, and integrated partnerships across all of our different properties. So really started to, to think big picture acquisitions, et cetera. Um, and, uh, got an education there an MGM education as well, along with an MSG education. Um, that gave me a lot of the tools that I would need coming into this role. Um, I got into, um, uh, a bit of a car accident, got dinged up, um, and, uh, took some time off, uh, made sure that I was right, um, which led us right into COVID. So um, I wasn't alone. A lot of my other friends and buddies, colleagues across different leagues, <clears throat> working for different teams, were were then in the same boat where they were looking for their next opportunity. And luckily, um, you know, found some folks at Dark Zero, uh, which led me right to here. Oh man, that's really uh, it's really a crazy story. It's hard to find two more prestigious properties than Madison Square Garden and MGM when it comes to the traditional sports and the casino and entertainment world, uh, respectively. You mentioned that car accident. It's got to be absolutely crazy. You know, we live in Las Vegas where there's record unemployment, and to have a car accident take you out of the workforce, and then COVID hit, and suddenly there's a ton. Uh, of your colleagues, like you said, looking for jobs, the casino and traditional sports worlds being two of the most hardly hit or hard hit industries out there by the by COVID. It, it's got to be interesting to find a job in esports. How when you were looking for a new job during a time of COVID when very few people are hiring, what were you looking for and how did you find one with Dark Zero? You know, I definitely was looking for something exciting, uh, something exciting, something new. And I, you know, esports was always that shiny toy. I'd always had, always had an affinity for it. Um, followed the 2K team uh, that the Knicks had purchased and saw a massive future. It was almost one of those things where like, I can't, if I'm in sports, I'd be so stupid right now to miss out on the birth of esports. You know, it's like missing out on being a part of, you know, the Lombardi trophies in the NFL, the births of the NFLs and these other, you know, leagues or, you know, monsters and Titans that are internationally known. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't help, but to, to that, that drew me towards looking for opportunities in esports. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I was, I was looking through some different organizations. Some were, or organizations were, were looking for to kind of looking to uh, make that move into partnerships and hire on. 
um, I had a good friend, Jake Schwartz, who works over at Team Liquid, um, and a good friend of mine, Solomon, who was connected with um, Jordan, the head of content at Dark Zero. So applied, set up a call, was really trying to learn about the space. Like, hey, I just want to learn about the space. Was setting up calls with everybody and kind of hit it off, really hit it off. And that, that got me onto a call with the head of operations, Rob, um, and eventually uh, the CEO, Zach. Um, and it was just a natural fit. And, and it was one of those things where I'd always had esports in the back of my mind as, you know, something that I didn't want to miss that boat. And then as um, I picked my head up after the accident um, and saw that we were in uh, we were in unprecedented t times and in challenging times, I realized, you know, there's a huge opportunity for the virtual side of things. And even though, you know, uh, uh, there's not there's not fans at NFL and NBA games right now. There's, you know, you can watch these, there's people gaming all over the world that people are able to tap into. Maybe that's a space that's growing now as there's more folks with more time at home, able to game and tune into these things. You know, that's going to be an area um, that's probably growing right now. And luckily, you know, the timing worked out. It's definitely an area that has seen a lot of newfound attention as other entertainment properties strip away and esports continues going on. Now, esports has taken plenty of its own bumps and bruises along the way as well, but it's uh, a great highlight of how resilient esports and gaming is and the role it's going to play and the role it's going to continue playing uh, in modern culture as we go forward. And this, and the pandemic has really highlighted how many people are gamers and how much gaming content they could create, especially for yeah. your random celebrities in the sports world, in the music world, and acting. We've covered that a bit on this podcast recently, and you're just going to see a huge trend of celebrities and influencers gaming. Mm -hmm. yeah. And also, gaming influencers take on another level in uh, the circles they're, they're in, the, different, the brands they control. Uh, we're definitely seeing that develop as well. As you talk about DZ as a one esport organization, that's a little bit unique in the esports world. You're going to see most teams have uh, a few different squads under their roster. But DZ is like, no, we're going to focus entirely on Rainbow Six and we're going to become the top ranked Rainbow Six team in North America. And it's a, a strategy that's worked out pretty well for them, at least thus far. But from a partnership perspective, how does that change your role when you compete in one team, when you're entirely tied to the Rainbow Six brand, to Ubisoft? Uh, you know, as when you're searching out partnerships, how does that affect it uh, as you just have the one team to base everything around? Yeah, first of all, great, uh, great question. Um, of course, I'm in my I'm in my first few weeks. I'm still absorbing. I think it's important to note that. Um, you know, I'm still taking everything in, understanding where we're positioned, um, uh, really getting to know the big players uh, at different pedigrees and different tiers within esports. Um, and I'm under, you know, I'm fully aware of our boutique, you know, organization right now. Um, and, and how do we position that? But I, here's, I think this is what's really important is that right now we're, we're going to start laying the foundation for doing sponsorship and, and partnerships in esports correctly, um, and, and in a way that brands are used to, um, and in an innovative way, but also in a way that brands are used to, um, so that as we enter new scenes, because we we absolutely are going to enter new scenes and and evaluate acquisition, like you know acquiring, and and I I believe I believe that 
for like starting those relationships now with brands so that we can have founding partners that build with us so that we could actually integrate them from day one, not try to build something and then see who fits into it, but rather build something in lockstep with some of these brands and, and find some core founding partners. As we enter new scenes, we'll enter together. They'll be a part of those conversations. And, and this way they're we put ourselves in a position to work in, in a way that's more collaborative, more integrated than we've ever seen in esports or even in traditional sports in the past. So um, that's what I'm excited to do with DZ. It's a great answer. There's some really unique things you could do in esports as it develops and as it grows uh, that is a little bit different than the traditional, okay, I'm going to look for a sponsorship like you might see with uh, you know, the New York Knicks. It's like, okay, we could find some unique sponsorships, but generally people know what they're getting into with the Knicks. And with Dark Zero you have a little bit more ability to be flexible, to grow together. With that being said, we're based in Las Vegas, Nevada. I know that Dark Zero uh, cares a lot about being part of this community, being part of this, even though esports is a global phenomenon. Las Vegas is one of the most unique cities in all of America. You've got major brands like MGM Resorts that you worked for, uh, major sports books, global entertainment properties, massive uh, events, concerts, uh, sporting events. What are some of the opportunities you're looking for specifically in Vegas to help tie Dark Zero uh, to the city? Love it. Um, yeah, you got some good ones here. Uh, so Las Vegas is the, the global capital of sports entertainment. People from all over the world know that um, if you want to have a good time, get entertained, push the envelope, um, and be wowed, Las Vegas is the place for that. Esports is a global sports and entertainment platform um, that people all over, all around the world participate in, and in global brands participate in. And so, what what better place to stamp the flag in esports um, and st- and bring teams, organizations, leagues, and brands? from all over the the industry and all over the world to Las Vegas to participate in some mon, you know mo- monumental like you know uh, staple uh, events uh, yearly annually where um, uh, we partner with some of the biggest venues and some of the amazing venues here on the strip whether that's HyperX Arena whether that's the new Resorts World Casino that's that's being built here across from the Wynn, um, MGM Resorts of course where I come from uh, the many properties there, I, I was, you know, I worked closely with a lot of that that team there um, to start looking into esports and how we were going to collaborate with with different organizations um, and put on some events. Uh, so I think putting together some amazing events where we invite some big teams and big organizations to compete on the strip under the lights with some fans, with some crowds, uh, attracts people from all over. I think that's one of those big goals that could be really cool here, or really cool to accomplish here. Um, and I think that it starts with those relationships on the strip and they're in our backyard. Um, so I'm looking forward to starting those conversations. Definitely. And you obviously have some connections to some of those properties as well. It'll be uh, really cool to see how you could tie that in. Uh, Vegas and esports have sort of danced around each other for quite a long yeah. time. There's been yeah. some, some events held. You have the Allied Esports Arena, like you mentioned, the HyperX Esports Arena, which is this massive building on the Strip. But I feel like we haven't seen the complete dive-in of this city to esports uh, in a way that's going to really show the, 
the events that are going to be known for for a long time. I guess Evo is here for quite a long time, and that was the flagship Vegas esports event. But it really feels like there is a big opportunity for Vegas to uh, be the forward thinker. It's been on so many other things and bring esports into the fold and create some really unique esports events that really wouldn't be possible anywhere else. I couldn't agree more. And I think that, listen, these things take time. Sometimes it's educating the different properties, educating educating folks. But I think that, you know, you mentioned Evo and there's other events that we could start to mold off of. But there, if we'd be, we'd be crazy to say that there are monster, you know, monumental uh, esports events that people will look back on for years that are not going to, um, that aren't going to occur right here in Las Vegas. Just like the biggest fights, this is the place. And, and there's also, which the other thing that people don't, that, you know, that there is to think about is that all of the the brands and all the major conventions, the esports conventions um, and gatherings and talks that happen here. Um, this is where everybody comes to gather and discuss where we're going to push, uh, where we're going to push this industry and what the future looks like. Um, and we're going to be right here involved in those conversations. And I'm looking forward to having a year to the ground the whole way um, and being a part of molding what this thing looks like. You know, it's tough to predict fully, um, but I think with the sphere, I think with, um, you know, and with resorts, world casino, um, with the existing, you know, the T-Mobile Arena, these incredible properties that exist right here in our backyard, um, there's uh, a lot of opportunity to partner with some some great brands and some great leagues and great teams uh, to put something special on for the viewers that they remember. There's no shortage of opportunity in this city, that's for sure. And you mentioned yeah, yeah. some of the, yeah, it, it's Las Vegas after all. Uh, and you mentioned yeah. some of the teams that are here, and this is a rapidly changing traditional sports city as you well know coming out to help launch the las vegas aces a few years ago but vegas also has uh, a relatively new hockey team just about three years old and the uh, las vegas raiders moved from oakland and are playing their very first nfl season right now in the city it's a city that has always been a sports city, a big boxing town. A lot of uh, the major fights over the years have happened here in Las Vegas, but also a big sports gambling. Uh, a ton of people come here for March Madness, for the Super Bowl, events like that. And recently, Las Vegas has started also being the home of all these other teams. What opportunities do you see in those worlds? And some of the classic uh, entertainment things that Vegas is known for, especially in the betting world. There's been a little bit of esports betting handles climbing during COVID. Some of the major Las Vegas sports books, uh, the Nevada Esports uh, Gaming Commission, the Nevada Gaming Commission Board approving esports bets on quite a few esports titles. Do you see any cool overlap in those ways that Dark Zero could be a part of? Listen, I'm super excited to have those conversations. I think it's too soon to, to me and you could spitball probably for a couple hours on how gaming and gaming, right? The you know the gaming in 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 esports, um, and then you know of course gaming and betting, how how we can interlock and how this could very clearly be the center. Um, this could be the platform in the city where we really figure that out. Um, this is where that exists. And, I, and I'm excited to have those conversations. Um, as long as we have, you know, there's a lot of red tape <laughs> when it comes to the, to, to the gaming aspect of it. So we want to do it. We want to get it right. We want to do right by the brands, right by the, the you know, the players, um, the, the viewers, the fans. 
Um, but I think that there's there's an incredible future for that in betting, and we wanna we wanna uh, foster those relationships on the strip. And I already have a lot of those relationships, and I've had those conversations, but it's still early to tell. But um, those conversations are being had on the strip, so that we that you know DZ is going to be at the forefront of that for sure. So I'm excited for that. Um, and as far as as far as um, uh, I believe you, you brought up the betting aspect, and then and then you brought up just the, the city in general. I think I think that when you know it starts with having the relationships with the casinos and putting on awesome events, and then maybe you know building some relationships with the sports books and integrating those events for some live betting down the road. And I think that that would be really cool. Um, I mean, who does it? That's you know, who doesn't like to sit and be on the edge of their seat for you know some live betting and fantasy stuff for. Um, you know, traditional sports, I think that they're, you know, for the fanatical fans in esports that want to sit at the edge of their seat at an event and in, in, in live betting platform, um, that just makes, you know, makes it even more fun and, and, and all the more energy. So I think that there's uh, a lot of opportunity there and it's going to happen here in Vegas. So I'm glad we're here. Hey man, if betting could get me to watch the Jets and the Patriots play on Monday Night Football, then I think betting could get anybody to watch anything <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Ended up being a heck of a game, so it, it, it certainly did. But I was like, "Why am I doing this to myself?" My, my girlfriend's like, are, "Are you? Why are you watching this game?" And I'm like, "Ah, you know, but money, uh, you, yeah. you know, just just because I have to bet on the zero and eight Jets for some reason, some, some yeah. part of my brain is compelling me to do this." Uh, yeah, but. Yeah, no, it's a there's a there's a huge opportunity for especially for live betting and for betting events uh, around esports because it's a it's something that esports has I wouldn't say want to struggle with, but there's a little bit of a a hurdle of adoption to get over with esports because of how new it is. Uh, and betting is one of the great ways of bringing people into the fold, giving them an immediate rooting interest, and uh, really evolving beyond that. Uh, but I also want to mention the different sports teams. We've seen a lot of esports organizations pursue different partnerships in the sports world. You have places like Complexity who trade out of the Dallas Cowboys facility. You have a bunch of athletes invested in esports orgs like NRG specifically has like seven athlete investors. Uh, where do you see opportunities in combining the esports and sports worlds? Yeah, for- yeah, great. That was the other side of it as well. No, I'm excited that you followed up with that. So there are there's a lot of opportunity there and it's really about sitting down, understanding, of course we have the Raiders here in town. Um, we have the golden Knights in town. What's the appetite, um, with their front offices. Um, and how do we collaborate? Uh, like most teams do listen, the Raiders are spot sponsor, the aces, um, the aces sponsor, the Knights, the Knights sponsor, the aces, you know, dark zero. How do we, you know, put ourselves in that conversation and partner with these brands to do some really cool activations in arena. How do we, how do we identify some of their major players and coaches forgot, you know, you know, the game has been around for a while now um, that currently love to game. And maybe they're the biggest rainbow six, big rainbow six fans that are sitting right in their locker room. How do we come up with some really cool content and some storylines, maybe some events, maybe even, some stuff on concourse once we open up these stadiums. Maybe this is one of the, the uh, you know most advanced high tech arenas in the world over here with the Legion Stadium yep. uh, or stadiums in the world. Um, how do we put together maybe some 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 tailgate you know exhibition stuff you know as the Raiders fans? How do we take advantage of those fans um, and really integrate both sides of it? Because I think sports 
traditional sports is excited. They see that all of their players are starting a game and celebrities are starting a game. People that are involved, like, you know, uh, um, influencers within their organization um, have an affinity for it. And, you know, how do they take advantage of that? Um, um, and they know their fans play. How do they take advantage of that? Um, and how does Dark Zero take advantage and get in front of the, the, the Raiders and the, and the Knights fans and et cetera? So I think there's a lot of ways to collaborate. We, me and you could, again, spit spitball for days on different ways to, to for our brands to work together but i think it starts with getting together in the community um they, it's the health side of it and just recognizing that um esports isn't going anywhere and neither neither are these traditional sports and there's opportunities for our fan bases to collaborate for us to support each other and grow together definitely feels like every sports team sees the momentum behind esports and is figuring out hey what can we do in this space how can we uh reach out to younger fans through sports maybe that's uh being part of the madden club championship maybe that's being part of the nba 2k league maybe that's being something like uh the warriors gaming that actually just brought an lcs spot uh and for the raiders maybe that's they have a twitch lounge they have a partnership with twitch an entire space you mentioned how it's a high-tech futuristic stadium no doubt about it i would say uh my Rams sofi stadium's just a little bit better but that's just me being a petty fan and uh they've got this awesome twitch space in there so clearly they recognize Hey, there's something happening here. There's been Thursday night football games on Twitch in the past. Uh, there's definitely a knowledge of this space when you come to a traditional sports organization. So naturally, developing partnerships with esports organizations is a great next step if you want to be uh, something like a Legion or the Raiders. And you know that's a it's a great brand for Dark Zero. Honestly, the the Raiders are a, yeah. are a classic team. Yeah, we want to help bridge that gap. I think that's what we can do. You know, you're. If you're a brand like the Raiders or one of these teams and you want to, if you want to get into that space and it's an exciting space, um, we can help bridge that gap and we can partner up um, and stamp the flag here in Vegas. Uh, so there's many different ways to go about it. I'm super excited to start those conversations. You know, I, I'm, I come from that world, so I have a lot of friends in that space. Um, so it'll be easy to, to have those thoughts started conversations and, and see where it goes from there. Those bridges are getting so strong right now with so many people from the sports world, from the entertainment world coming to esports. It's just allowing esports to grow. And I know there's some people at esports who are like, oh, they're not in this space. Well, that's fine. Esports is growing and it's growing quickly. And it's awesome to have people like yourself who come from legacy companies in sports and in entertainment over in esports because it's just going to make it easier for esports to be adopted. It's going to have people to where it can explain esports for the people that need to know it uh, and then we're all going to be the beneficiaries they're going to have better ways to connect with younger audiences and esports is going to have much cooler events and cooler activations and, and awesome things right. to do so it, it's right. good all around for sure yeah yeah I, I think you know and we're both very lucky to be a part of it a lot of friends and colleagues across industries have, have reached out whether they've already expressed and we've talked about in the past that you know the, the opportunities to get into esports and and possibly looking into it or, you know, they've always kind of had it in the back of their head. And as soon as they saw, you know, a post on my LinkedIn or saw uh, one of the articles that was written up um, that I was joining Dark Zero, they're like, oh, geez, you know, I've been thinking about that for the longest time. It's like a, a itch I've yet to scratch. been super excited about it. Um, and, you know, already reached out to me to, to learn more. Um, so I think that that bridge is getting stronger and stronger. Um, and it's only a testament to, all of the pioneers in the industry for decades that have just been building the foundation um, for movements like this to happen and to, and, and to bring on brands and, 
and to bring in these massive numbers and viewers. It's just a testament to everybody that's been working so hard. Um, it's all the amazing fans out there. So lucky to be here. Absolutely. That's a beautiful note to end on. This was Tommy Padula, head of partnerships for Dark Zero Esports. You're going to be seeing a lot of news coming out of Dark Zero Esports as they expand in whatever way that takes shape. Tommy, thanks so much for joining the show. It was a pleasure talking to you as always. I want to give you one final chance. Plug Dark Zero, plug your own personal socials. What do you want people looking out for, watching, or listening to? Yeah, no. Um, hey, we're, we're we're Dark Zero Esports on on Twitter. I'm uh, I'm Esport Tommy on Twitter, so definitely reach out um, uh, at Esport Tommy. Um, so definitely reach out there. Um, find us on YouTube, um, Dark Zero dot g g online. So appreciate you, Mitch, for having me here. Um, uh, definitely uh, more conversations to be had. Thank you so much. Absolutely. You'll be able to find Tommy's socials and Dark Zero socials on his guest page or just go underneath this episode and you will be able to find those social links. Follow Dark Zero. They're doing some awesome work. And if you're a Rainbow Six fan, you're already well aware of the name because they're absolutely dominant. So that's all for this episode of the Esports Network podcast in association with Reuters. As always, I was your host, Mitch Reeves. We've got another episode coming up for you on Monday. And check out the Gamer Hour episode published on Wednesday if you want more esports content over the weekend. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll see you soon.